0: Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio podcast, information for and about veterans. On today's program, host Bill Hodges welcomes Jane Che, Director of the Compensation Service in the Veterans Benefit Administration Scheduling and Rating Disabilities Program Office. Director Che sheds some light on the VA rating process and discusses the new presumptive conditions for claims. She is emphatic about veterans taking advantage of the claims process and emphasizes that when you file, you do not take benefits away from any other veteran. She also speaks of the efforts that her office and the VA in general are making to speed up these processes. Keep in mind that even if your veteran has gone from us, there still may be a reason to file. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges.
1: Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. We have a wonderful guest today, but before I introduce my guest, I want you to be sure you have a paper and pencil ready to write things down. If you're in the car, you can't do it. But you can go to the podcast later and get it. So it's important information. If you're at home and there are others in the house, bring them in to listen. Because as many years as you can put on this, it'll be better. Because there's a lot of good, solid information. I have Director Che at the VA Scheduling and Rating Disabilities Program Office, Compensation Services. That's a long title, but an important one to many of us who are disabled. Director Jay.
2: Thank you. Uh, good morning and good afternoon, everyone, wherever you are. <laughs> or the, good evening. Uh, yeah, good evening. Thanks for the opportunity uh, allowing us to discuss this important topic of affecting veterans and um, their families. So appreciate this platform to get this message out. Uh, my name is Jane Che. I work for the uh, compensation service within the Veterans Benefits Administration. Um, My office specifically deals with, you know, the disability compensation um, policies, procedures. So this Gulf War policy that we're establishing is, you know, falls under our compensation um, service program. So we're happy to uh, be a part of the secretary's mission um, to take care of the Gulf War cohorts. So happy to discuss with you uh, the information that uh, was just issued.
1: I think it's exciting that Congress is finally moving. It didn't take them 20 years. Well, it is taking them 20 years to move on this. But maybe we're setting some precedents that will move things along. And I like the attitude that I have found in your office that if it's not listed, go ahead and file it anyway, because you never know what's going to be listed in the future. The same we had with Vietnam. All these things, all of a sudden now they're saying, oh, but it's good to have a claim in there, right?
2: Exactly. For whether it's a presumptive condition or not, if veterans feel or believe that any disability that they, you know, may have incurred in service, we encourage veterans to do apply for benefits because there are certain, you know, different avenues of being service connected. You know, there's a direct service connection. There's presumptive service connection, which we'll talk about in more detail later. Um, And there's, you know, secondary uh, service connection as well as aggravation. So however, you know, you want to come into VA and claim your disability, we encourage veterans to do so. Uh, we want to make sure that they are getting the benefits and services that they've earned um, in their military career. So,
1: Let's bring people up to speed on what Congress has just done. And by the way, I want people to understand the VA only can do what Congress lets them do. So it's not a matter of the VA didn't want to do things ahead of time. It's a matter of Congress didn't give them authority. But now we're getting authority to do some things. Would you talk about that, please?
2: Sure. I would like to clarify, Mr. Hodges, that the Secretary of VA actually took initiative under his authority to establish rulemaking and regulations to amend our regulations to allow this presumptive service connection for these three respiratory conditions.
1: That's great.
2: So we're we're actually moving ahead of what Congress is, you know, is doing. So we didn't wait for congressional action. The secretary took that initiative and and did it in record time to show that, you know, we are taking steps addressing the Gulf War uh, cohorts needs. And we, we hear you. We know we're trying to implement as quickly as possible. So this is the first step in, in doing that. So uh, that's thus- Wonderful. Yeah, as we
1: I am delighted that that a VA will step up and do this now.
2: Definitely, yes. It is the secretary's priority, um, and we're you know we're taking action as, as quickly as we can.
1: Let's talk about the new presumptive, and maybe we can explain the the term presumptive conditions.
2: Sure. So as I noted, there are different avenues of getting service connection with the Department of Veterans Affairs, and this means. For presumptive service connection, we're basically, when the secretary deems a disability presumptive, it means that the new rule or policy alleviates the veteran of the burden of proof and demonstrating that a condition um, arose from service. So basically if a veteran has been diagnosed with a disease that is considered a presumptive condition. The VA will establish that service connection, meaning eligible for VA benefits in healthcare, even though there's no evidence of that disease during their military service. So it eases the burden on the veteran. And, you know, as long as there are certain eligibility criteria that is met, um, basically, if there's qualifying service if there is a current diagnosis of a disability and if that disability manifested within 10 years of separation from service and i'm talking specifically about three chronic conditions so that's what presumptive means it's it's interestingly
1: it's, enough a lot of things though with this particular thing there, there's a 10 year rule but many there are many disabilities that that doesn't apply to correct
2: that is correct there are Certain VA adjudication regulations regarding different presumptive conditions, which have a different uh, manifestation time frame, but for this specific new rule on Gulf War veterans, we are applying a very liberal and um, broadening the aperture of the time frame um, to 10 years.
1: What area of operations are we talking about here?
2: Oh, thanks for that question. We've got two qualifying locations. One is the Southwest Asia Theater of Operations. And this is broken down to mean um, a whole host of countries. We've got Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, the neutral zone between Iraq and Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, Oman, the Gulf of Aden, the Gulf of Oman. It's a lot. The Persian Gulf, the Arabian Sea, the Red Sea, and also the airspace above those locations. And it has to be for service on or after August 2nd, 1990. And the second qualifying location is Afghanistan, Syria, Djibouti, and Uzbekistan. And this is for service on or after, I think it's September 19th, 2000.
1: So if you think you have a claim, or even suspect that you have a claim. You should go ahead and file it, correct?
2: Yes, yes. We highly encourage veterans, if if it's your first time applying to VA, please submit your claim. If veterans have been denied for asthma, rhinitis, sinusitis to include rhinosinusitis, and now, you know, because of this new rule, we encourage those veterans also to reapply and provide us with any evidence that they have or any kind of information, and we will re-adjudicate those claims as well.
1: You know, it's very important to have a person like you on this program because you have the information and you speak with authority. One of the things that I hear all the time from veterans is, well, I didn't want to file because I don't need it. I don't want to take away from other veterans who do need it. Filing doesn't take anything away from other veterans, correct?
2: Exactly, exactly. You're not, you know, taking money out of the pocket of another veteran. Your service is critical for our country, and these are the, the benefits and the service, uh, healthcare service that all veterans earned and are deserving of. So, we highly encourage veterans to apply.
1: One no. of the things that always people come to me and say, "Well, I filed a claim and." It's taking forever to get it done. Are there any things you're doing to improving the ability to move the claims process along?
2: Yes, uh, we are very cognizant at VA of what we had historically, the claims backlog. Uh, We are trying to mitigate any influx of claims with the backlog. We are addressing how to disperse the field personnel manpower to speed up and automate processes for adjudication of claims. So we're working on that, um, knowing that we have these new policies in place and want to make sure that veterans can get a decision on their claim as quickly as possible.
1: That's an important thing because in a lot of instances here, and and I'd like to bring this up with you, some of these people have already died and they didn't file a claim while they were living. Can their wife or spouse, I shouldn't say wife alone because there's a lot of female veterans over there also, can any of those people file a claim now for that deceased veteran? Yes, of course.
2: So in the unfortunate event of a veteran's passing and the disability compensation claim was not filed, the survivor can file survivor benefits on behalf of the veteran. And so we highly encourage uh, those survivors to apply as well.
1: Now, the claims process, a lot of people don't know about going and filing with the DAV or filing with the American Legion or various things. Where are the places that people can actually file claims?
2: For an overall, you know, overall general just summary of how to file a claim, uh, we have our our website um, www.va.gov, which provides a lot of information on how a to file. A lot of
1: information.
2: Yeah, uh, we also have a, a toll free 800 number, and it's um, 800-827-1000. Um, Could you
1: say so that help. again, very slowly?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Sure, it's toll free one eight hundred eight two seven. One zero zero zero.
1: How are you letting veterans know that this eligibility exists? You know, not everybody, social media is so wrong in so many instances. How is the VA stepping in to let people know that maybe they should look at this or possibly get a claim?
2: Well, the secretary has already engaged with, you know, media, with certain uh, media outlets to get the message out. We have also, as you say, blasted our own social media uh, from the VA account to make sure we're getting uh, a wide swath of veterans. For those who have been previously denied, VA has already issued outreach letters or notification oh, really? letters. Yes, letting them know we did that when the rule was implemented on August fifth. So we are letting them know you may have been you know previously denied. We have this new policy now. We encourage you to please, you know, reapply. So we've deployed those letters and hoping to, you know, reach all of those deserving veterans as well.
1: I am really excited to see what's happening because the claims process is moving along. Yes, in individual cases, there are some snags, but more often than not, it's not what the VA didn't do, but whether the veteran didn't submit or didn't get it in on time or whatever. So those are all important things, correct?
2: Yes, yes. Any information the veteran or survivor would like to provide to VA is welcome. It helps us actually develop the claim. And then, you know, we also have a a statutory duty to help develop claims and find evidence on behalf of the veteran to support his claim as well. And we also will get a medical examination or medical opinion where it's warranted. So we're, we're there to help you, but anything you know that the veteran or survivor can provide to us, we also welcome and encourage.
1: Now, a lot of people think that because they don't qualify for VA benefits, quote unquote, health benefits, that they're out of luck. That's not true, correct?
2: Right. When a veteran is or you know is service connected for a disability, um, we assign an, an evaluation or a percentage, and that percentage then is calculated in the form of a uh, disability compensation benefits or or you know tax-free dollars to the veteran. Being service connected also allows the veteran to get free health care with the VA Health Administration. So those two service, benefits and services um, go hand in hand. So that's why we highly encourage veterans to apply and, you know, get what you know they deserve.
1: My guest today is Ms. Jane Che, Director of VA Schedule for Ratings, Disabilities Program Office Compensation Services, which is a long title for a lovely lady. Thank you. What didn't I ask that you want to be sure to get out?
2: You know, again, I encourage veterans to apply. I've been talking about, you know, please apply, please apply, but I would like to put a fine point on it. If it's your first time applying, there is a specific form for that, and it is VA Form 21-526EZ. And then if you are reapplying because you were once denied for a disability, there is a separate form for that. It is VA Form 20-0995 and it's called Decision Review Request Supplemental Claim. And that information is also available on our website to clarify which form is appropriate for the veteran status. And also, please contact our 800 number if you want more information. And, you know, we're very, we're very happy to be able to move forward with this very important topic for Gulf War veterans. And thank you for the opportunity for allowing us this platform.
1: Oh, I'm just excited that you're here. I've enjoyed listening to what you have to say and I hope one of these days you'll come back with me.
2: Definitely, thank you so much.
1: You know, the final thought I'd like to leave people with is that if you have a claim, you're not in the woods by yourself. The VA has lots of information that'll be out there for you, but in almost every county, in every state in the United States, there are veteran service officers and you can call your county and ask that county veteran service officer, how can I file a claim? And they'll help too. So there's lots of help out there, Director. Right?
2: That's right. That's right. Any accredited, you know, representative or agent, uh, VSOs, they will be able to, you know, help the veteran. Uh, VA directly will also assist the veteran. So we've got plenty of people out there who care and want to help.
1: Director Che, thank you for being on the program with me. I really appreciate your time. I'm Bill Hodges. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often, because you are, you know. And we'll catch you on the next Veterans Corner Radio.
0: You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner radio podcasts.